Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Jessica Rosenthal. This week we spoke with podcaster, comedian, and author Adam Carolla about his new book, Everything Reminds Me of Something. It's an advice-style book where people ask his thoughts about a myriad of topics, but also about politics. And we talked about politics as well, progressive versus conservative values, division in the country, and what that has to do with seeing couples on motorcycles. We also talked about cancel culture, being a comic, and some of his predictions. We often have to cut interviews down for time during the week, but we thought you might like to hear this full interview. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the Weekday Rundown podcast if you haven't already. Now, here's Adam Carolla on the Fox News Rundown Extra. Okay, I want to talk about your book, but I first want to ask you, well, let's first get your name and whatever title you want us to use for you. Uh, we go with Adam Carolla, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> you can go with author, podcaster, I guess. Okay. Um, so I, I want to ask you sort of just the broadest question maybe imaginable, and that is because you are still a, a talk show host, basically, and you comment on really a, a range of topics – I just want to know sort of what you think about all of this right now. Like when you read or watch or listen to the news or you just go out and shop or talk to people, what's like your general mood or feeling about sort of where we are, America 2022? Are we doing the show right now? Yeah, let's, oh. re let's record. Oh, I didn't know. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so uh, the question is, what do I think about uh, the state? The world. The world, Adam. What do you think about where we are, 2022? Um, yeah, well, it's some people are driven. I always say octagons and safe spaces. You know, half the country's running double mass toward a safe space, and the other half is doing a tough mudder and putting a lift kit on their Jeep, and we're just going in different directions. And what do you think the consequences of that either are or will be? Um. It's going to be, it's going to kind of hurt people in the middle because I guess people in the middle will need to sort of declare major, pick a side, mm -hmm. go one direction or the other. It's going to create a kind of divide. There'll be people leaving New York and leaving California and going to places like, you know, Florida and Montana. And then there's going to be people who are leaving some of those states and heading to California or New York if they're insane. And, <laughs> that's going to create just a bigger gap. It's just going to push people like Roe v. Wade and, you know, you know, conceal carry laws and, and just everything. It's just it's just going to spread us spread us out into, you know, a physical red and blue state, whereas it used to be sort of emotional It'd be like, well, this mm. this state is filled with red and blue people, but it's a blue state, but it has a bunch of red people in it. And this State's kind of a red state. It's got a bunch of blue people in it. But I think they're physically going to have to move at this point. It sounds like what you're saying is everything's just become extremely politicized, like down to just where you live, how you operate, like who you talk to. What do you 
does that, does that stay? Do, do we stay like that? I mean, you live in Los Angeles. I mean, what, how has LA changed in, in that, in that vein? LA is a lot of super rich kind of elitist mixed with a real slumdog millionaire kind of poverty, live on the street kind of surf class, you know, working in the kitchens and mowing the lawns and driving the beat up pickup trucks. And it's, it's really amazing wealth. Like if you go to Malibu, there are houses on sale in Malibu that are $250 million. Right. And there are more than one for sale that is right. over $200 million. And, and if you want to go down to just over $100 million, there's several in Malibu. Now, if you go over the hill seven miles, you'll be in Sun Valley or Canoga Park. <laughs> and there's people living in Winnebago's that are up on blocks parked on side streets, you know, eating yeah. top ramen. Talk to me about your book. Um, Cause you do, you do talk a bit about some of that in the book, but the, the title really caught me. Everything reminds me of something. And <laughs> I, I laughed because it's so, it's so true. Right. But I feel like that kind of sentiment is unique to aging, right? Like the older you get, the more you feel like something reminds you of, of something. But what, what is that title about? Yeah, it's a good point. And uh, Brian Kilmeade brought that up to me today, which oh. I thought, oh, that's interesting. I never thought of it that way. But yeah, when you're 19, stuff can't remind you of the time you were in Paris with your first wife because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have that time. Um, I never really thought of it as an age thing. I just thought of it as... Anytime somebody brought something up or showed me a picture or, or I saw a commercial, I would connect it to something, connect it. Ah. You know, I'd hear this song and I'd go, that reminds me of that song. And I'd see this person and I'd go, he looks like so-and-so or she looks like. And I, I remember thinking I was constantly trying to connect things all the time. Some of it's mm -hmm. the aging mind. Some of it's the comedic mind. But I thought everything does remind me of something. And then I thought that that's a, that's an app title for a book where people are asking questions and I'm being reminded of things and then ah. giving them answers. I, yeah, I was going to, that was my follow up was how does that connect to doling out advice, which is what you do. It, advice is a really tricky thing. I think uh, a lot of people do not want it um, and can't hear it, but you, might be in maybe a really unique position for some of us because we, we gladly listened to your advice when you were doing uh, Loveline with Dr. Drew years ago. And I listened, um, I listened personally as a teenager often in Los Angeles. Did that, did that part of your past have anything to do with sort of writing a Dear Abby style book? Yeah, although I was, you know, afflicted with that disease before that show. <laughs> and maybe that's why I ended up on that show. I don't know. If that show created it or I just thought that way and that's why I turned out to be a good fit for Loveline but I was always connecting things before that and then I guess I got on that program and for two hours a night I was trying to connect things and then all comedy is is really trying to connect things like trying to go why is this like that you know it's all reference points that are connection points and if they make sense they land and everyone laughs and if they're confusing 
nobody laughs. So if you go, <laughs> that guy looks exactly like John Goodman. If John Goodman was a woman or something, and if it if it works, everyone will erupt in laughter. But if you're wrong, everyone will look at it and go, huh? And that's what you never want. You never want the, huh? <laughs> I know you probably don't want to give away your, your best like nuggets in the, in the book or what's the point of like buying it. Right. But do you have, I guess, a favorite either question or a favorite answer that, that you delivered that you can share like some of with us? Well, I haven't, I write, I wrote the book, I don't know, nine months ago. I can never remember all the stuff I've written in the book, (laughs) but I, I do remember somebody asking the question of why is it that, in 2022 with the very progressive nature of our society now between men and women and you know women are going to work and men are staying at home and taking care of the kids and depicted in many Subaru commercials why is it (laughs) to this day do you only exclusively see men riding motorcycles with the woman on the back of the motorcycle (laughs) shouldn't it be 50 50 now you know what I mean? Now, it used to be when I was growing up, the men were driving the car and the women were the passengers. But now it's it's 50-50. And it's 50-50 with many facets of life, but not with anyone you see riding on a motorcycle. Interesting. And it, did you did that bring to mind other maybe professions or things that, that we see people do that are still mostly dominated by one sex or the other? No. What it did is it made <laughs> me think like... I I remember thinking, I've never thought about that. That is a very good question. I, I maybe I just got grandfathered in because as a kid, I saw the women on the back of the motorcycles, but you're right. It's 2022. This is unchanged. You know what I mean? And you know, there are more female attorneys than there are male attorneys and there's more females in college than there are males in college. Like things have really changed since I was a kid. And yet this hasn't. And I thought there must be a reason. And I thought about it. And and it's why I sort of like the format of the book, because I would have never thought about this. And I thought, hmm, the couples I'm talking about that are more progressive that would have the woman with their hands on the handlebars and the guy behind them are a more modern, progressive, evolved couple. Those couples are scared. They wear two masks when they go into the Trader Joe's. They're scared people. What I've noticed about a lot of sort of modern progressive people is they're scared people. They don't let their kids go out and climb trees. They don't let them ride a bike without a helmet. They're they're fear-based people. And so those people who would have the woman in front and the guy in back are too scared to own a motorcycle. So they're gone, and all that there is is the old-school people who aren't fear-based but who are traditional, and that's why that hasn't changed. Did you run, did you run your response by any psychologists or any professionals, or that you're just sticking with that as the correct answer? That's the beauty of me. Once <laughs> I decide, it is, it is. And I, it I, I is. wouldn't even want to be muddied with uh, a psychologist. There's no possible <laughs> way it could be anything other than this. 
every modern day, the more the most modern evolved couples I know are way too scared to own a motorcycle or go anywhere near one, especially the guys. Precise, personal, powerful. It's America's weather team in the palm of your hands. Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I, I want to ask you about this part of the book. You are asked about solving long-term problems, and you do bring up my home state of California as an example of a place that just can't seem to solve problems anymore. What are the, I guess, in your mind, the biggest issues, or or what is stopping people from solving them? Because it, California is run largely by Democratic leaders, right? And when you have everybody sort of in agreement, right, you would think that you know you could just make decisions. Right, because no, there, there's no alternative party sort of getting getting in your way. So what what do you what do you see as the issue of, of the 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 inability to solve the problems in California? I think California is you know there's kind of feminine and masculine states, and California is sort of feminine, and it's feminine and it's governing. You know, Gavin Newsom. Uh, the governor, the mayor of, of Los Angeles, Garcetti, they, they're very effeminate men. And there's many women who have sort of masculine traits, but it, it kind of breaks down. The states are sort of feminine and masculine, like, like Florida's a more masculine state and California's very feminine. And the, the feminine states want to sit down and really talk about everything, sort of more in the vein of the wife wants to sit and talk about it. And the guy's like, let's go, let's get started. Let's start building that tree house, you know, and they both serve a purpose, but if they get lopsided too far, one direction, then things don't get done. And California is really a feminine state where they, we just want to sit around and talk about homelessness. We just want to discuss, we want to rebrand it. We don't want to, we want to call them previously housed. We want to tell you what the face of homelessness really is. It's not the junkie and fentanyl. It's, it's the mother three. And it's just, we want to talk it into the ground. And that's what we do. We just sit and talk about it and make a proclamation and talk about it some more. And it's not really going to change until or unless we get some masculine blood in there who's like, you know, a little more, you know, think uh, General Patton or Teddy Roosevelt or something where it's like, we got a problem. Let's fix it. Let's go. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's do or a it. Guy on, or a guy on a motorcycle. Or a guy <laughs> on a motorcycle. Right. We need to take all the legislators from California, put them on the back of the motorcycle <laughs> and let Ron DeSantis steer us toward a solution. Oh, so you, you're 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 getting political there. Are you? Do you have a sense of 2024? Do you have? A, do you want to talk about 2022, the midterms? Do you? Do, where do you think we're going with all this? Well, I think we're going to swing back toward Republican, and but it's only because the, the the left has been a disaster. So where else would you go? You know, I mean, it's just you know whether it's inflation or the border, or Ukraine or whatever. It's all been kind of a disaster so i would assume we're just going to go the other direction which i think most people assume as well you mentioned in your book um that in our i guess current time that speaking your mind is considered an act of defiance 
do you still say what's on your mind in whatever way you want to, or do you find yourself holding back at times? I, I say what I want when I want uh, publicly, personally, you have to modify it a little bit or people will get angry at you. But publicly, I say whatever I want all the time with an emphasis on what language you can use in this format. You know, so if you're on TV, got to be careful in certain certain verbiage. But if you're on a podcast and you could use other verbiage and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But in, in terms of the content, that that doesn't really change. A lot of comedians, and you are one, um, have have spoken out about what they call cancel culture. And some of those who push back against that um, say, you know, you just don't want to be held accountable. You just want to say what you want without any accountability. Um, and, you know, if you want to say what you want to say, then we're going to counter you. We're going to we're going to come back at you. And that's not necessarily being canceled. That's just calling out what you've said. What do you what do you make of, of that, of people saying that, you know, you just don't want to be held held accountable for what you said? Yeah, well, I don't know where the accountability comes in, you know, as it pertains to comedy, because you're telling jokes. So where where's the accountability part come in? You know, for me, the accountability is like when you have experts saying, you know, Hunter Biden's laptop is, uh, has all the earmarks of Russian collusion or something like that. Like, those are the experts. Comedians aren't experts. You know, Janet Yellen saying we're not heading into a recession. is She's the expert. So hold the experts to be accountable. I'm all for it. Uh, comedians are making jokes, so they don't need to be held accountable because th they're not making policy. Adam, does the pendulum swing back? Like, will there be a time, maybe in our lifetimes, where there's more like ease and comfort among and between people where everything is not so politicized? And how do we, how do we get to that place? Are we just, do we just need to go through whatever we're going through, some sort of metamorphosis as a society or something? Yeah, I mean, at a cer certain point, people hit their saturation level, God willing, and they just get burnt out or tired of, you know, hearing the same thing or arguing about the same thing. And at some point, God, God willing, people sort of turn the page and get back to focusing on sports and... <laughs> You know, cars and uh, whatever, whatever the, the bygone era subjects were. Well, maybe it won't be a bygone era. Maybe it'll be like a new thing, yeah. a, a new time. Um, lastly, what do you hope people come away from this book with? Like, what, what do you want as they close the book? What do you want people to feel or sense or think? I never really go into it with that. I'm just like, I want to write a funny book. And if people want to laugh they should buy this book and it'll be funny. And my other books have been funny. And if it made them think a little or made them hand it to somebody and go, Hey, I think you're going to like what this guy's saying, or it wasn't a waste of my $24 or <laughs> just any, any, any of the above, I'll be satisfied. So just enjoy it. Yeah. Adam Carolla, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. 
Precise, personal, powerful. It's America's weather team in the palm of your hands. Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Put the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.